This is a Holy Baptist Church podcast, bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome, lives are changing, and Jesus is King. Thanks for listening with us today. We would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us. But for now, we pray you enjoy listening for what God has in store for you in this episode, and that it helps change your life for the better, in Jesus' name. Enjoy. Amen. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Welcome if you're online. Welcome if you're in the other room, screen two. I can't see you, but you can, well, you can get away with not listening, I guess, is, uh, is the benefit for you. But I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. I'm sort of excited and nervous and confused and like, oh, I hope this is okay. Um, we've been working through a series called, in fact, let's get the slide up because I can't remember what it's called, if I'm being honest, at this point. There's too much going on in my brain. Is it coming? world's greatest story that's it we changed it a little bit the last minute i couldn't remember um and the, today we're thinking about where are we heading and you know martin kind of said last week if you were here or if you listened um i guess for us if we're if we're followers of jesus we think about life and stuff that's kind of like what happens after we die and i picked this one which i probably regretted at some point this week um because it's a tricky subject isn't it thinking about death and, and what happens after that and um Especially when the weather's we're coming out of winter, haven't we? And it's been cold and miserable and and a bit rubbish. And I thought, why did I? Why couldn't I have done one of the other ones? A nice one. Um, but here we are. Um, I don't know. Has anybody been on holiday? Actually, it's so cold today. I was thinking on the way. Has anyone been on holiday recently? Yeah. Where did you go? Out of interest. Italy. Oh, night. No. Did you stay with family? Okay. Anybody else been on holiday recently? Where did you go? Where did you go? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Did you stay in was hotel? Uh, hotel. A flat? Did you rent the flat from Airbnb? Like, Airbnb. Yeah. See, this is a thing, isn't it? Actually, was. So, <laughs> has anybody has like, if you've ever like rented a home or a something or anywhere in the world? Yeah. Okay. We, my family, we went last year to Greece, right? And we we went with um, a bunch of other families with all kind of kids the same age, and we all pulled our money together and got this villa. It was massive. It was so big. It cost us a lot of money. Um, this is not, I'm not trying to boast about this. It was, it was like hard going, but we made it and we went and it was so good. Like there was like 15 bedrooms, big swimming pool, um, pool table. There was a little bar area where we, every night we could just hang out and we would pop to the shop every day and like bought all this Greek food and we like barbecued. Um, and it was just such a lovely break. It was so good. And there's always a point in these holidays, or I find, I don't know if anybody else has this, you sort of sit in that bar, sit by the pool reading my book, the kids are like having a great time, I'm having a great time, and I sort of think, oh, I could just, oh, this, if this was like forever, this would just be the best, you know what I mean, if I could just stay here in this moment um, forever, that would just be amazing, um, and I think, if I'm being honest, that is, you know, this, um, there comes a moment in, in your holiday, I don't know if I can skip it on, when you think to yourself, that's not what, Let's keep going. I'm going the wrong way, am I? That's my fault, everybody. In the model. Sorry, Sue. Sue's our... Yes! Thank you. I think that was my fault, everybody. Was that my fault? It was my fault. Thank you. That's fine. Sue, who's on our laptop, is amazing. She's doing a great job. I am ruining it for her. Um, there comes this moment... When my immediate situation on holiday is so instantly gratifying that I genuinely think I could just stay here forever. And I think, if I'm being honest, sometimes when I think about my life here in the world, on the earth, 
it's a bit like this. I think like heaven is like, mm, that'd be good when I get there. But actually, if it wasn't, well, maybe, maybe this moment right now. And I think as a follower of Jesus, this can sometimes be a bit of a tension for us. Um, we get so drawn into enjoying the comfort of life, particularly like if you're, you know, you live in the West and you're quite, you're okay. Um, and I realize not everybody, even in this room, is in that situation. I'm not trying to be flippant about the fact that life is great and not, it's not great for everybody. But if, if it is, and the idea of heaven is like a nice thing, but it's sort of a non-essential. Um, and what I want us to, to, to kind of go away with today is the idea that, press the right button. The way we think about life and death can affect how we use each and every breath. And if you like rhyming, and I love rhyming, then hopefully you can remember that as you walk away. Because what's tricky, too, is when we think about this kind of thing is there's a bit of a big unknown when we think about heaven um, and, 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 and how we kind of get there, I guess. Um, because getting to heaven is hopefully going to be better than this. But by show of hands, well, let's, let's start, start again. By show of hands, who's looking forward to going to heaven and being with Jesus forever? If you're following Jesus, you're looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes, cool. We're excited about that. Keep your hand up if you'd be willing to die right now to get there. Right? Keep it up. Okay. A few people still got their hands up. Keep your hand up if you'd be willing after this service to write Holy Baptist into your will. And No? no? Okay. I'm just messing. As a joke, just that was a joke, everybody. <laughs> so life can be comfortable right now. We all want to go to heaven, but we're not sure about having to die to get there. That's a tricky bit, isn't it? It's, you know, they have to feel embarrassed about that. It's a tricky thing because we don't really know um, what's going on. And there's this tension. Life can be comfortable right now. It's, you know, I like being alive. It's quite nice. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, but we are not, if, if you're a Jesus follower today, and maybe you're not a Jesus follower, if you're not a Jesus follower today, you're going to get an insight into the way Jesus followers probably should think, but maybe don't always think. Um, if you're a Jesus follower today, we're not citizens of this world. Um, and when we decide to follow Jesus, you know, we decide to do that. Um, we kind of, our life becomes an everlasting life. Um, and it could be said that the, the best is yet to come, but we don't always live that way or necessarily want to live that way. Because this life and this existence can draw our attention away from being eternally minded to being focused on our life in the world. Maybe we want to have a successful career and we want to raise our kids really well, or we've got some education we kind of want to pursue and just sort of get wised up about stuff. We want to visit lots of countries and go on nice holidays. And I love holidays. You know? None of this stuff is bad. We want to meet people or we want to just have great experiences. And there's this phrase that, that just hit all the time at the moment. And people say, YOLO, Daz, like, you know, you only live once. And I sit in this week thinking about that, thinking, oh, that's really not, nope, that's not, I sort of, the part of me like buys into that. Like, oh yeah, let's, let's do the stuff, you know, because life is short. This life is short and I want to do some fun stuff. You know, I don't want to be boring and there's nothing wrong with any of this stuff. But I also don't believe that you only live once. I don't believe that. Um, I I'm going to live forever. But it's so easy to lose sight of that, I think. And this is just the thoughts out of Daz's head this whole sermon. I'm just going there. Um, this weekend, I sat down and done a lot of thinking about it. And I remembered this really good analogy. And I've got some stuff to show you today. It's going to be crazy. Um, and I want to show it to you because I stole this. So don't give me credit at the end. 
Um, but I've got this piece of rope, right? I'm going to throw it. Get it down, everybody. And you've got to imagine this goes on forever. Well, it doesn't. It ends over there. This is all I could get. And um, this represents... I think when I saw someone do it, they did it with Lou Roll, which this kind of distracts from the point a little bit, I think. Um, but it goes on forever, right? And this is, this is our life, eternal life, right? It goes ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And our, when we think about our life here on the earth, we could represent it in this little bit here at the end. And if, you're not, if you can't see for any reason, it's something up about five inches of tape around the end of this piece of rope that goes on, let's say, forever. Um, and how, how much um, energy and, and stress and worry do we put into, like, this bit here? And we sort of just forget about all this life that's going to come because it's just we don't really know what's going to happen there. And we think, oh, like, whoa, man, I survived childhood. I was tough going, but I made it. Well done, me. And oh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna save, 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 save. Maybe I can enjoy this bit here. This could be great there. And then, oh man, I thought this was gonna be the best bit. And actually, oh, it's rubbish. Hopefully, it gets better here. And then we have some kids, and it, there's like other strings coming off. I hope the air life's gonna be great. Um, and we make decisions, you know. And I've made decisions in my life, and people say, "Well, that's a stupid decision. It's gonna ruin this bit here." And what you're doing, this is not work. This like, and I think, well, no. What about this bit here? Like, I wanna, I wanna worry about this bit here. And you're not worried about that bit here. You're worried about just this bit here. And that's stupid. Like, our life is, is, goes on and on and on and on. And the decisions we make here can affect what this bit, the longer, everlasting, all goes on forever bit, is like. And I found this really helpful as just as a visual illustration to think, hmm, I need to make sure I'm keeping my life in perspective because if I can do that, then it will help me to live well. I want to enjoy this bit. Not everybody wants to enjoy this bit. But we've got to keep it in perspective of a life that goes on beyond what we can understand and what we know. Um, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> I work with kids, and I've got to simplify things. This is how my brain works. Hopefully it's what makes me good and my job. Um, I think sometimes, again, for those, maybe the majority of the people in this room, um, that the idea that life goes on after death is something that, as I said a bit earlier on, you know, it's, it's a nice idea. It's going to be great when we get there. But at the moment, it's, there isn't a real need to think too much about it because life's okay. You know, we get on okay. And I don't know what you're going through at the moment, but, you know, there's a lot of people in the world. You know, we just prayed for Ukraine where this you know people could die any day and this part is like this is could be all i've got every day they're waking up thinking thank you god that i've got hope beyond this bit because if i didn't like what is what is going on and i don't think we again in general find ourselves in that situation and and if this morning i can encourage you and inspire you to think about a life that goes on forever and not you know, draw draw attention away from just this part and just think, mm, you know, there's more to this. And what do I think about that? And and how am I gonna how am I gonna enjoy this bit as well? Because um, this is a tricky thing. Because I, you know, I I love to just have a nice day. I work hard at my job, go home, glass of wine, watch a lot of Netflix. I tried to work out. I wanted to work out how many hours I've watched on Netflix. You can I've managed to download. 
a list of all the shows I've ever watched. It doesn't give you the times. I was really gutted. But it's like 170. And I thought, well, if each of them is like, let's say an hour, it's like 170 hours of TV. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? But we all need to relax in different ways. What does the Bible say about this kind of thing? Jesus modeled the life of sacrifice. So he lived the life on the earth. And it says, oh, that's my little picture to remind me about the rope. This is what Jesus said. There's a guy called Luke who wrote loads of stuff down. We've got his book in the Bible. And he said, then Jesus said to them, and he had a big crowd of people around him, and he was saying, whoever wants to be my disciple, so if you want to be following Jesus, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. So he's kind of encouraging his followers to almost like give their life away so that we can gain a life. And I don't think, and I could be on tricky ground here. Um, I don't think, well, not too tricky ground. Don't get worried, boss. Um, I, don't, I think what, I don't think that's like a test. Like if you give your life away, then you can have eternal life. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. I don't think. I think it's more of an encouragement to see life in a greater perspective, right? Don't be so worried about keeping hold of this bit because there's more to it than that. It's not like if you if you just serve as much as you can here, serve, 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 serve give your life away to everybody else, and then then we can get down to the good bit. I think that's maybe part of it. We do need to serve, and we do need to be ready to hold this part of our life very loosely. But I think what Jesus is saying is be encouraged that this is not all there is. There is more to this. There's more to enjoy. And if you're going to follow me, don't hold on tight to this and think, oh, I really want to enjoy this bit because I don't know. Like, trust me, it's going to be more and it's going to be great. And we're going to have a great time. I think that is what Jesus is saying here. Maybe you disagree and we can go out to the car park afterwards and have a fight about it. That's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> so... Jesus is trying to encourage us to understand life in perspective and understand it properly, I think. This idea of YOLO, you only live once, live life right now, let's do what feels good. Uh, look after yourself because, you know, who else is going to look after you? All these ideas are like filling up our head with this kind of self-focused ideas. And that dilutes the idea of what Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to think about where am I going? What is the sort of destiny for my life? It's not just that bit it goes beyond that there's more to it um and so what what does that kind of look like is where i want to go with us now and there's a guy called paul um who went all in for jesus like he was sold out for jesus if you don't know who paul was before he met jesus he was like a big deal in the jewish scene he was like knocking around in fact he was going around gathering up the christians and killing them because he was like so like he had this idea that they were a, like a weird cult that was trying to spoil everything and trying to distract people from God. So he's rounding them up, killing them off. You know, get rid of these guys. They're absolute heretics. And then he meets Jesus. And Jesus says, like, stop persecuting me and my people. I want you to go and tell everybody about me. Um, and completely changed Paul's life. And from then on, Paul became um, this, like, I'm going to call him a super Christian. You know, he was sold out for Jesus. And um, I, ha I, I want to draw an analogy that's gonna be controversial <laughs> there's a have you ever played poker i don't know if I'm probably the wrong crowd i'll tell you what 
China, it's easier for the camel to get through the eye of a needle than it is to find a Christian with poker chips, I found. But big thanks to, I won't name the person who lent me their poker chips. But if you've ever played poker, right, it's a card game. I'm going to assume nobody knows poker, so I can make sure everybody's up to speed. It's a card game, right? And everybody you play with, I guess, I don't know if there's a certain amount of people you can play with or not, but... Everybody kind of sits around a table usually. They seem to wear caps. I've seen that on the telly. Um, so I brought mine in. And uh, everybody sits around a table. That'll probably do. That'll do. And everybody's dealt a, a hand. You get dealt a hand of cards, right? Not like loads. I think you get three or four. I'm probably absolutely butchering the rules if anybody actually plays. And then there's some in the middle, and you have to. This is how it works in my limited understanding. I've played. I'm rubbish. Absolute rubbish. That's why I don't own poker chips. You look at your hand, right? And you have to decide. In fact, I think I've got a thing on the screen. There you go. Poker players, they're dealt a hand. And you gamble what you have. Often that's like money, right? Uh, against the likelihood that you could win a, a greater prize. Everybody puts money in the middle and you can win more if, if you think the hand you've got can win a prize, right? So I look at my hand and I think, oh, how much do I think this is worth? And I think if, if we're Christians, right, you can learn something about life here. Stay with me, I promise you. Because if we believe in that Jesus is a winning hand, right, and Paul did, then we, there's a thing you do in poker when you like you, I think, I'm going to win this. You go all in. You say, I'm going to go all in. And you push all your money in the middle of the table. You say, I'm so, sorry. You say, I'm so confident I can win this. I'm going all in. I'm betting everything that I'm going to win. And if we're a Christian, if we follow Jesus, then we could do that. We could say, you know what? I, I, I'm going to bet my life on Jesus. I want to bet my family on Jesus. I want to bet my, my house on Jesus, my career, all my dreams and my hopes, everything I'm going to put in the middle because I think Jesus is the winning, the winning thing and I'm going to get a great prize. And I think that that is what we're called. When Jesus says, follow me, I think that's what he's asking us to do is go, I think, you know what, Jesus is the way. I'm going to bet everything I have on that fact because I think there's a great prize to be won in life. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay, people are nodding, I'm excited. I'm glad that worked. Um, and that's, that's a, it's a big ask. Um, but I think there is a greater, there is a prize to be had. And I sat down this week and I thought, what? What, oh, going the wrong way again. Am I going the wrong way? What is the prize? Oh, can you put the slide up? This is what is the prize, Sue? What is that prize? What is the thing that I'm hoping to win? And it took me a little while to really focus in on what the prize is, which might surprise you. It's supposed to be the leader of the church, Dad. How do you not know? But it's, there's a lot of things, right? But there's a main thing. And I... You know, I'm content to say I'm betting on Jesus. I've, I've, I've bet my life on Jesus. Um, I've made decisions in my life. Take this off now. Made decisions in my life that I've, I can't say I'm proud of. But I, you know, we as a family, 
me and my wife chose to foster, right? And again, I'm not just, I'm not boasting here. I'm trying to make points. Um, we chose to foster. We were very young, like 25 or something. And I think a lot of people assumed we just couldn't have our own kids. Like, oh, that's lovely. Um, but no, we, we took seriously. There's, you know, days in the Bible that, that Christians would take care of the widows and orphans. God says, I want to take care of the widows. We thought, great, we've got a home that we feel like God has given us. We want to use that home to take care of children who need somewhere to live. Yeah, so we do that. Um, I've also spent like over half my life now serving in church a lot of time here at this church working for church and um, with children with young people trying to tell them about jesus trying to spread the good news of jesus because i'm i'm all in i think i'm all in for jesus and you know i wanted to i've lost my notes hang on sorry everybody it's a bit risky. It is risky. And some of my friends don't get it, obviously. Um, people have questioned, like, are you sure? Are you not worried, like, fostering? Are you not worried about, like, your, I've got a six-year-old. That's, that's our child. You're not worried about how it, like, impacts her. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, I do worry about those things. Like, sometimes the decisions we make are tricky ones. But, you know, I, th I think, I really think, like, this is the right thing. I think... To follow Jesus is the right way. And I don't think it's as big a risk sometimes as people will tell me it is. Because I'm, I'm sure it's going to win and I'm going to get this prize. Um, but what is, what is that prize? And in preparing for the sermon, I sat down, as I say, for a long time, trying to work. And I asked myself, what is this prize? What the good, there's a lot of good things coming. If you put your faith in Jesus, but what is the prize? And I want us to look at something that Paul said to help us really, as I say, focus in because we can easily overlook the main prize. There's lots of things, but there's a main one I'm suggesting this morning. And he, Paul wrote lots of letters. Um, we've got loads of them in the Bible. And one of them he wrote to a church in Philippi where he said, here we go. It's chapter three of this letter. It said, but whatever were gains to me, so things that, that I earn or won or were great, he's out of the way. Um, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage rubbish everything else is rubbish that i may gain christ it says and be found in him i didn't put it all up there sorry uh, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which is in that which is faith in christ the righteousness that comes from god on the basis of faith i want to know christ then i'm going to jump to verse 13 it says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. This is talking about the prize. Um, it says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Based on what you just heard, what do you think the prize is? What is the prize? Jesus. That is the goal. Jesus is the prize. 
It's not living forever. That is a cool thing. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be nice. It's not seeing our loved ones again. My mum died when I was 20. Can't wait. Cannot wait to get to heaven and to see her again. Maybe life on the earth is really hard, really, really hard for you right now. And you're thinking, oh, I want to get to heaven. Just the end of just hardness, suffering and just miserableness is just going to be so good. That's not the prize. Jesus is the prize. Everything that we do, everything that we seek can be satisfied in the truth that we can know Jesus. His love is better than any love that we can find or go looking for. To know him and to live the life that he has for us on the earth, go all in and think, oh, gosh, I don't know if it's right, but I'm going to go with what Jesus says. If we can do that, it's better than any experience that we can cultivate or seek out. Um, the world has a lot to offer to us. It's, it's great. I'm, I'm not knocking living a good life, living an enjoyable life. That's not what I'm about today. Um, you know, we have relationships that mean the world to us, hopefully. Um, but ultimately, the greatest thing we can know, the greatest thing we can know is Jesus. But how true is that in your experience? And I sat down this week and I wrote down this question. And I sat with it for a long time, sort of feeling a bit sick. Um, as it, and it still sort of swirls around my head. Um, and I've, I've sat through sermons and people ask questions and they challenge. And I think, oh, hopefully this can be this for you. Because I've got this question. And it's this. If you got to heaven for some reason, I don't know why it wouldn't be here. Jesus wasn't there. Would I be upset about that? Okay, good. I'm glad you would be. Because I sat and I thought, I think so. I think so. Like, I think I would be upset. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, am I missing? Am I missing it? Am I missing the prize? And I don't know, maybe you're sitting there thinking like, well, blimey, does this is a bit much. I think I'd be excited, definitely. Or maybe you're thinking like, oh, you know what? I'd never thought about that. Like, am I excited to get to heaven? Or am I excited to get to heaven and see Jesus? Is that what I'm excited about? Um, and I don't want you to feel like an awful person. No, I've done that this week. It's not enjoyable. We we'll recommend it. Um, but to have a relationship with the creator, Who's, you know, this whole series we've worked through, the first one we talked about, the fact that God made all the stuff. Everything we see, God made it. And that's really cool. And then the next week was like, and we sort of ruined it. And Adam and Eve came, they did what they shouldn't have done. And now we all do what we shouldn't do. And that's rubbish. And God's a bit upset with us. What do we do about that? And last week, you know, Martin came and he had a table with all the cups. And he talked about the fact that Jesus came to the earth. He died on the cross. So that now we can know God without fear. He sort of saved us from that. Um, and now we can, we can know him. That is the prize. I love my family, but, but God made my family and he gave me my family. Like how much greater is the person who makes something and gives a gift than the gift itself? I love them so much, but God is the one who made them and gave them to me. Um, you know, I, I love to travel, love it, uh, but I'm traveling to see the world that God has made and I can know him as well. Um, I love to experience new cultures and people, and God made all the people that I meet, and the, I love to talk to and find out about He made all those people. Maybe you love to create or build or 
or run your business and work like you'd love to talk to people, you'd love to cook, whatever it is that you love to do. Someone likes to play golf in here. That's not for me. Um, the things we enjoy, those are just a representation, like a reflection of the God who made those things. And we can know him. We can know him. And he could tell us about those things and why he made them and why they're so great. And if we seek after those things and we forget that we can know the God who made them, then I think we're diluting our own joy, our own ability to enjoy life and 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 life. And we sat with the leadership team the other day and someone was talking about the fact that when we get to heaven, we'll pray. But we won't pray about like people because it will be done by then. And we, and they said, um, oh, I can't remember exactly what they said. I want to paraphrase. I hope I don't get it wrong. Something like when we get to heaven, we're going to talk to Jesus. And if we haven't like really spoke to him much before we get there, like it's going to be hard work because we've got to get to know him and stuff. But like we probably want to start speaking to him now, so that when we get there, it kind of is less awkward. I guess it's, I don't think that's what they said, but that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you this morning. <laughs> Um, you know, we can set ourselves up to enjoy life more if we can get a correct perspective on life and life after death and life in the moment now as well by remembering that the prize that Jesus gives us is himself. It's not living forever. That's going to be great. It's not seeing loved ones again. You know, I pray every day that my six-year-old get to heaven as well. She'll be there with me. And my mum will be there, who my six-year-old never met. And we'll all be like, ah, oh, this is great. So nice to see you all. Um, but I think that when we all get there, we will not be half as excited to see each other as we will be to see Jesus in heaven, right? I think... You know, after this sermon, I'm going to pray that I would have that excitement in my life right now, that I would be excited to know Jesus. But I don't think I always do. And I don't know. I'm not giving myself a hard time. You shouldn't give yourself a hard time because we can know him. We just sometimes forget that that's the most important thing. And I'm reminding you today. I want to encourage you today. I want you to leave feeling inspired like, oh, man, you know what? I need to sit down with Jesus and just rewrite my perspective on life because if we can get that right picture of god as the source of of all that we enjoy and the fulfillment of all that is good in our lives and we can begin to understand him that little bit more and step into a greater life here and begin to see some of the other stuff that just distracts us fall away in our sort of prioritizing uh, i think let's pray god you you hear us right now and you have a perspective beyond what we can understand. Teach us, teach us to really know Jesus. Help us to see him as the prize of life, the ultimate goal. Because we hopefully really long to know him a little bit more in this moment. And we value him so deeply that everything else will be like rubbish, like Paul said, in comparison to, to him, the source of it all. Thank you for the hope of life in eternity the joy that we can know. We can see those we've lost um, again. 
One day you'll bring us to a place free of, of pain and free of suffering and free of heartache. But God, let us not forget that you are our greatest prize. You are the prize. And hopefully we can remember this morning that we can know you in, in part now, but we can know you now. And we can be excited about a time and we will know you fully. We'll go to be with you forever. God, fill our hearts with joy today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I've got some more questions for you. They're going to come up on the screen. Just sit with it for a moment. Try not to. Be, please be encouraged. That's what I'm going to say. Here's some questions. How often do you think about what will happen after death? Would you be upset if you got to heaven and found out Jesus wasn't there? Do you live as if the best is yet to come or do you subscribe to the you only live once mentality? really want to know Christ. was today's episode of holy baptist church podcast we hope it's prompted you to want to follow jesus hopefully a lot but even just a little bit more closely if you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow jesus you can email us gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk we'd love to hear from you it would really make our day if you want to hear more from us just a reminder you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can download the holy baptist church app from the apple app store or google play to hear it as well simply search holy baptist church Thank you again for listening to Holy Baptist Church podcast. We pray God will bless you and we'll see you next time.